Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Saturday's special episode on the danger formula has been very well received by many of you, so if you've not tuned into that one, might not be a bad idea to give it a listen. Today, I think it is very, very important that one and all fully duplicate what Mr. Hubbard refers to as the supreme test. Understanding this will give many of you quite a bit of relief in any current struggles you are having with circumstances that are impinging on your business that were not necessarily brought about through your own actions, but are nonetheless influencing you deeply. And today's podcast should also make very plain to you the broad road out of whatever difficulties you are in at the moment. On the 19th of August, 1967, Mr. Hubbard wrote an article called The Supreme Test. And I'm going to read you a version of this article out of the Hubbard College of Administration reference set volume number three. If you don't have this reference set, I strongly recommend it to any of you, as it has a tremendous amount of material from Mr. Hubbard in there in a secular format that is very useful in the workplace. So the first line of this article is all in capital letters. If Mr. Hubbard writes something in all capital letters, It's a pretty strong indicator that it's important. So I read this to you now. Quote, the supreme test of a being is his ability to make things go right. End quote. Then he goes on to say this. This, of course, is a rather savage and brutal datum, for it thrusts aside all justification, reasonableness, excuses, and even does not take into account the size or obstacles of the opposition. But, please note that the datum is not, quote, are things all right around him, end quote, as this is a passive test and could mean only that he was simply sitting still. So we'll take a break from this quote for a moment. Mr. Hubbard emphasizes it's not our things all right around him. You could have someone brought into this world with a silver spoon in their mouth. And they've got the nice apartment. They've got the nice cars. They have the nice cushy job. They may have some degree of competence in that job. They might not. But things are all right around him does not mean that that individual is ready to pass the supreme test. So Mr. Howard goes on to say this. Whether things are currently all right or not is beside the point. The being who is making things go right may be tackling a mountain of confusion. And of course, Things are not all right because what he is attacking 
is mainly wrong. It is whether or not he is making things go right in spite of, quote, hell or high water, end quote, that is the test. So as an example of this, of course, we often find individuals who move from one area of incorrectness into the next to set things right. So you can't evaluate their ability to pass the supreme test by their environment around them because they may be, in many cases, involving themselves in areas that need to be set right. And that's the nature of that cat. And it is usually rather laudatory. And one generally observes that in the environment of an individual uh, who tests himself or herself this way, that circumstances start to come around, around them. May not happen overnight, but they start to improve. Back to the reference, Mr. Hubbard says, many beings live lives of quiet correctness without ever once making anything do anything. Things around them just happen to be orderly. The social system props them up. But someday, bang, the society gets into a turmoil which knocks out the props. Then we see that there were too few present who could make things go right. And that is the end of the society. Thus died all old civilizations. Their people lived in a system correctness, and things went right only so long as nothing was going wrong. Then one day things go wrong. These sophisticated but weak beings never were able to make things go right, and so the whole society collapses. This is a very important time to evaluate this information. It's one thing to read this when one is in a society that's ticking along under some sort of steam from the past and nothing is going wrong. But let's face it, there are many ways things can go wrong in a society or civilization. And we are experiencing one of those ways, but who's to say that there couldn't be other ways? There's natural disasters. There's war. There's famine. There's the inevitable result of unethical and incompetent leadership bringing about recessions or depressions. There are many factors. Mr. Hubbard often refers to civilizations as frail things, and certainly if one looks through the history books, one can find plenty of information to validate that datum. So for individuals to move through society at any time, like nothing could ever go wrong and not be prepared for things going in the wrong direction, is, as we used to say, whistling past the graveyard. This is a lesson so easily learned on ships at sea. Mr. Hubbard happened to be a master mariner, 
of any tonnage vessel, any ocean, and taught many of us well the mores and preparedness required of a seaman. Some of the disasters you read about in the papers, even the current uh, spread of disease aboard ocean-going party ships, they do not demonstrate extreme competence unless you've watched one of these vessels moving from port to port in calm seas and nothing going wrong does not measure to any degree the competence of that crew. The competence of that crew will be demonstrated in a hurricane or in a disaster of some sort. And in these circumstances, the supreme test is brought to the fore. One observes those who can act in those kinds of circumstances, and one can observe those who have only been propped up by an apparently safe, but then not so safe, scene. The ocean is not a safe place at all unless you are competent. But just like our current civilization, one can be lulled by calm seas into the idea that seas are always calm. But they are not, as one one day discovers. And so complacency and unawareness has no place in survival. And by the way, this concept of survival gives one a good idea of what is meant by make it go right. It means to make things go in a survival direction for self, for family, for group, mankind. Obviously, the broadest solution that influences the broadest number of what we refer to as dynamics the urges to survive in these various categories, these are the optimum solutions. So the closest one can make something go in the direction of survival for all of these dynamics with a minimum destruction of one or more of them is a measure of how right things are being made to go. Again, easy enough to observe on a vessel that's in trouble. You're trying to save the lives of as many people aboard as one can. Anyway, let's get a bit away from these gruesome analogies. I think the point has been made. And let's take a look at what singles out an individual who can pass the supreme test. Now that we know what the supreme test is, how does one shore oneself up and assure oneself of the ability to pass that test? Well, clearly, one of those senior elements would be one's ability. And Mr. Hubbard says in a book entitled Handbook for Preclears, if you want to know what a preclear is, someone who is aspiring to be clear is not yet clear. A clear is someone who is without the negative influences acquired within their own mind that get them to act irrationally. So this is the book Handbook for Preclears by Mr. Hubbard. And he says here, self-confidence alone is security. Your ability 
is your security. There is no security but you. Let's make the best possible you. We know how. End quote. So that's from uh, Handbook for Preclears. And Mr. Hubbard is clearly stating here, what is your guarantee of survival? Your self-confidence, your ability, these two factors. He goes on to say in a lecture dated 15 October 1951, he says, there's only one security. And when you've lost that security, you've lost everything you've got. And that is the security of confidence in yourself to be, to create, to make any position you want to make for yourself. And when you lose that confidence, you've lost the only security you can have. And yet a man, as he lives through life, postulates a way to himself that self-confidence. Self-confidence is self-determinism, one's ability to determine his own course. As long as one has that, he's got the universe in his pocket. And when he hasn't got that, not all the pearls in China, nor all the grain and corn in Iowa can give him security because that's the only security there is. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, come on now. How many times do we have to learn this lesson? Security isn't what you have in stocks and bonds. It isn't what you have in your bank account. The security you have is within you, your self-confidence, your certainty, your knowledge, your ability. It's been said many, many, many times. And sometimes, unfortunately, on deaf ears, that the most important investment you can make is in yourself. And if you love your family, in your family's personal abilities, the abilities of your children, the abilities of your spouse, this is what gives them security, not what you leave them when you kick off. Give them the knowledge and the skills to make things go right, no matter what circumstances. Not just the skills to make a good living, quote-unquote, in a mundane, placid society where nothing ever goes wrong until it does go wrong. Learning the skills for sharp survival in these treacherous and difficult-to-navigate times is best done before you reach those times. But as long as you're in them, may as well learn, may as well pick up everything you can and every single piece of information you get makes you stronger and makes you more capable of dealing with the adversities you face. Now is a very good time to invest in yourself. No matter what is going on, burn some midnight oil and enhance your own competence and ability, and thereby your own self-confidence. And through that, discover true security. You can be dropped off anywhere, with a knife in your teeth, or maybe without even that, and know you can make it go right. You can make things go right. You can pass the supreme test. Now, if I were to give anyone who's listening here a starting point, Say you know nothing about Hubbard management or Hubbard or Wise or any of this. Let me give you a starting point. And if you're a veteran and what I'm about to 
recommend to you is something you've definitely studied before. Study it again. I've read this book six times, at least, and I can't recommend it highly enough because every time I read it, I see how incredible and profound and fundamental and powerful this book is. And the book is by Mr. Hubbard, and it's called The Problems of Work. And it's not a very big book. You can get through it in a night or two. Make sure you use a glossary in the back of the book to clear any terms you don't understand. But obtain this book. You can get it from any of the Dianetics or Scientology centers around, or most, uh, most wise members have a copy or two around. If you have a wise member as a friend, go ahead and knock on their door, and they will surely make sure you get a copy of this, or you can contact us at wiseeastus, info at wiseeastus.org. We'll make sure you get a copy. But on page 12 of this, he says, insecurity, this is all capital letters. Remember, this, this is being emphasized for a reason by Mr. Hubbard. He says, insecurity exists in the absence of knowledge. All security derives from knowledge. One knows he will be cared for. No matter what happens, that is a security. In the absence of certain knowledge, it could also be a fallacy. End quote. That's right. I know I got a job tomorrow, therefore I'm secure. Of course, you might not have a job tomorrow, so that would be a fallacy. But nonetheless, it is security that exists through knowledge. It's derived from knowledge. I've got a job. Oops, now I don't have a job. So now I'm not so secure because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. So whether it's security in a job or just a security, uh, the security in the knowledge of a job, rather, or whether it's just the security in the knowledge of one's own competence and one's own knowledge and skill and ability to make things go right, that there is knowledge that stay with you forever, man. And so you can't invest too much of yourself in that by any means. You can, you can put as much work and sweat into it as you want to to increase your own knowledge, competence, because uh, this is what leads to your confidence, self-confidence, and your true, true security so that no matter what happens, you're prepared. Many of you are dealing with situations right now, and uh, I've seen a lot of responses from these podcasts and the emails we've been sending out, and I am very, very impressed with the uh, rapid adjustments being made by many wise members to their circumstances, and many of you are digging in on your knowledge. Of course, many of you are listening to these podcasts. We're very pleased that they're helping you. So I know many of you are, are at least somewhat aware of this, but I also want you to take heart in the fact that, hey, look, at if everything didn't turn around in the, next in the next five minutes or in a day or two, it doesn't mean you're not, you're not passing the test. Are you making things go right? Things could be chaotic around you. Things may not be fully turned around yet. There may be more yet to learn. There may be more yet to work out, but uh, you're doing it if things start heading in the right, in other words, survival direction. So keep at it. 
and uh, keep tuning into this podcast if it's helping. And by all means, please contact us if uh, we can be of any further assistance to you and also to send us in your successes. Very shortly now, we're going to be sending out uh, some of these success stories that we've been receiving from you of how you are taking the tools you're learning from these podcasts and putting them to work and improving the scene around you. And so we're going to be sending those out to, uh, to as many people as we can to give them the inspiration to uh, do the same, or if they're already doing the same, do more of that. So that's it for now. Hope you got something out of this podcast and we'll talk to you probably be doing another special edition this Saturday because it seems to be desired by the listeners. So we're going to be doing these twice a week, at least for the foreseeable time. And we hope to hear from you soon. And we'll talk to you again on Saturday.